Aloha and welcome to the sacred. Thank you for taking the time to do something for yourself today. You are entering a space that is here to help shed our old stories, to heal our hearts, to hold space and love each other, and to help create the world and life that we all dream of. Let us thank our ancestors and our children's children, those who have walked before and are yet to come, our Mother Earth, Father Sun, Grandmother Moon, the Star Nations and Great Spirit, the Unnameable One, thank you for bringing us together and allowing us to sing the Song of Life. Please sit down, relax and enjoy yourself and thank you for listening to this podcast. Aloha and welcome to episode 36 of the Sacreds podcast. My name is Emma for those of you that have may never tuned in before and welcome. We like to, well I like to at the beginning of every episode start with coming into our breath which is our life force and will bring us into this moment so we're all present with this podcast. So if it's safe for you to do so if you could please close your eyes if you're not driving or anything like that. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And in through your nose and out and in and out. Breath is the thing that brings us back to our life force, back to the moment. Puts us into our soul. If we're feeling stressed or anything like that, it's really important to get hold of your breath and to come back into that moment. I, For those of you that have been listening along the last few weeks, you might have mentioned that I might have mentioned that I'm part of an Align group run by a beautiful, oh, I can't describe her, like, in words at all and he has she is an amazing woman um and she has brought this group together so if you when she runs the next one i really encourage you to hop on board and join her but through this group i have met this week's guest uh so i'm so excited for you to listen to along to the guest this is tali she is um an amazing yoga and intuitive eating instructor based in the uk so I cannot wait for you to listen and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear about it. In the meantime, we're counting down to the crazy season and I am definitely feeling it. We go away um, all around the middle of December. So we've only got one more episode for this year to finalize it and then I'll be back in January. Because we go away we, this year, time of year too, and we've got Christmas coming up, I've just been feeling like all of the things. And I'm really making a conscious effort to not get caught up in my mind. I think there's so many stories that are around this time of year, around busyness, around money, around stress. And I'm trying to actively not dive deep into those and just be filled with the joy. Like I'm watching my kids and they fucking just love this time of year. And I don't understand why us as adults feel the pressure this time of year so much when they would not even have a care in the world. Um, and whether or not we 
bought them the perfect gift or they had the perfect day or whatever they don't care they're just excited it's the end of school year here in australia summer's here it's time for the beach and swimming and just being with family and really honestly that's all that they need that's all that they want i mean what else are we teaching them by filling their lives with all these things that we think that they want and i remember when i first became a parent i used to always think like I wanted to give my children what things that I didn't have. We grew up in, not in a poor family by any means, but my parents were very tight with their money and budgeted very, very tightly. So we never got given a lot of things. Um, and to be honest, when I was a kid, I didn't really notice. I only really ever noticed as I got older into being a teenager, um, we went to a private school and that didn't always, that was harder, but I definitely felt when I became a parent this expectation to give them more than that. And I think I missed at first what the real message of giving is and the real message of your children is. And all that they want is the time. They want to feel loved. They want you to be present in their day. Um, and we get so stressed and so filled with having to meet our own expectations and our own criteria that we're actually not present at all. We're so off in our heads. So I really encourage you today and coming up into Christmas to try and stay more present, more mindful of your thoughts, whether or not this is through a meditation practice or praying or journaling or whatever it is for you. But try and have something that will pull you back in, even just your breath, and get you to get more back in the moment and be more present in this amazing time of year. We're about to start a new year. It's so exciting. Um, so ready for 2019 this year has been hectic for me it has been a huge year of growth um, huge year and I'm really looking forward to have some family connection time and oh, can just feel it already so I'm getting starting to feel that joy and it's beautiful Talay let's talk a little bit about her she is amazing and honestly since I've spoken to her I have definitely been more in tune with my body, with my eating, taken away, like we talk a lot about how your diet isn't just about what you're actually eating. It's about the message that you're giving your body when you're eating it. It's about how we attract like certain things that we eat, like hot chips or chocolate or whatever we associate with being naughty on. We shouldn't have eaten that and all that kind of stuff. And we talk a lot about she brings Tale brings to the table a lot about the fact that that's the problem. It's not necessarily always the food you're consuming. It's the emotion that you're consuming with that food. It's the energy that you're consuming with that food that is also having an impact on your life. And that's what we need to be more mindful of. That's what intuitive eating is all about. Why am I eating this? How will this make me feel? Is there a better way to feel this way? Honestly, like sometimes women, we know when it's that time of the month, we just want to have chocolate or we feel like hot chips and that's totally fine. Nothing is wrong with that. It's the story behind that, that we tell ourselves that's wrong. And that's what we dive a little bit into. Also into yoga and everything like that. And she's just beautiful. Such a beautiful woman. I cannot wait to have her on and I'll talk to you after. I have the absolute pleasure of having Tali on this week's podcast. 
I met Tully through the beautiful Align group that I'm doing with Nikki and you might have heard me mention her before. And I followed her work a little bit. I did a little bit of like Insta stalking and internet stalking. And what you're doing at the moment is just incredible. Um, You do yoga and you've worked with I, it's it's IIN, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, Based in Edinburgh. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, it's a beautiful city up here. Um, Yeah, so I started teaching yoga almost four years ago and I've been health coaching for pretty much exactly two years. (laughs) Wow. Oh, wow. Like, it's so exciting to meet people because, like, even though you have been doing the work, it really isn't, like, it hasn't been going on for decades and something. You've just decided that you really want to step up into yourself and start doing what you love. Like, what brought you into doing that? Into just yeah, it's a funny story, actually. Yeah, because before I used to, before I started my yoga teacher training, I actually worked in science. Oh, really? <laughs> so, a tiny career change there. I used to work in the gym. I've been science research, so <laughs> you can't really get that much different, I don't think, much more different from that. <laughs> but um, I don't know, I've always been a people person, I've always wanted to help people directly, and the work that you do in science is, stere- is typically like working on one gene or in one pathway, very, very tiny little piece of the puzzle, and I wanted to take this more holistic approach. I wanted to serve people on a face-to-face kind of individual basis rather than just trying to, again, help that one gene in that one pathway, which might have an effect downstream on some disease or might not, you know? So, yeah, so I guess I, well, where to begin? Um, I, probably, <laughs> I, I could tell you the time or the day, the year that I started doing yoga because I wish I knew for myself that as a personal practitioner, as a student, but I really have no idea. I guess maybe six or seven years ago, it still seems a bit of a blur around that time. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. I wish I could say, yeah, I've been doing yoga for this many years. <laughs> and I guess six or seven years, yeah. Um, and it came into my life because I was actually suffering from a lot of mental health difficulties at that time. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar. I had really bad anxiety. And um, my boyfriend was telling me for years, you should do yoga. It's going to really help you. You know, it's going to make such a big difference. I was like, nah. (laughs) It's too slow and too boring. I'll maybe confront all my emotions because it's so slow. It sounds like my idea of hell. But... (laughs) my resolve against that kind of started to whistle down and um, yeah I eventually got on my mat and it truly from that very moment changed everything for me wow yeah and I never looked back yeah what do you think it was what do you think it is about the practice of yoga that embodies that whole holistic like approach Mm. and really I guess for you I guess it helped you get grounded like definitely it made me get more of a positive sense of self for sure I had like zero self-worth zero confidence and I mean of course at the beginning I could barely touch my knees let alone my toes but as time went on knowing that my body could do what it could do and that my mind and it really 
really empowered my mind as well. I started to realize that, oh, I can actually do things instead of being in this state of like can't, not strong enough, can't possibly even consider it. I started to realize that, yeah, I am actually able to do these things and I could take that off my mat and into my day-to-day life as well. And it really honestly split my life completely over and made me so much stronger, so much more confidence, just so much more able, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I have not done yoga for as long as you and I'm not a yoga instructor. I'm just someone yeah. that... I, <laughs> I do that to everybody. Everyone should do that. <laughs> so I imagine your love for it is different to mine, but probably I still completely understand it because it does do that for you. It is such a gift. Um, mm. Such a gift for to sure. yourself to connect with your body. And I think one of the... F- for me, the, one of the greatest things with yoga is that it's your own practice. You're not in going into a studio or and looking at everyone else. You're too busy trying to do it yourself. Like, yeah, too itty, too itty. Yeah. And I think you out of here and into your body so much more. So when you said it's a gift to yourself to spend time with your body, that is just so true. Mm. And what, what, and then you wanted, I guess, to help other people get what you got from yoga exactly I just wanted to share that love and share that message I think yoga is just so much about connection whether it's connection to breath to body to something greater than yourself and again it gets you out of your head and into your Mm. body and I think that's just so powerful Mm. um yeah and ultimately I actually incorporate yoga into most of my health coaching sessions with clients as well now just because of that very reason we spend so much time with our thoughts, with our feelings, with our in our head just all the time. It just gives us that chance to step away from that and make some space away from our thoughts. Mm. And I guess because yoga can be like there's so many different variations. So you can do something where you're going to get a sweat up or you can do something really yin and like gentle and slow. And so you can oh, get all so different things, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it just depends on the day and your energy levels and how you're feeling. Mm. It just gives power back almost to kind of make these informed choices to as to what we want to do in that day, what actually serves us. For sure. And in once again, like in tuning into your body, giving you that moment to step in and actually, because I think so many things like your body is often trying to tell you messages and you're not paying attention to listening to it because you're so much in your head. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And they work with a lot of people to get back to their intuition, get back to these kind of physical cues. So I work with intuitive eating principles a lot, mm-hmm. which is basically as anti-diet as it gets. It gets giving us our power back to come back to when we're hungry, what we want to eat, when we're full, when we're satisfied, you know what I mean? So I think these are all things that we've lost over the years. And, and, and the I, yoga is a great tool to get back into like checking in with ourselves, our physical bodies. I know for sure, like I need to learn more about intuitive eating. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I have heard the um, it thrown around a lot, like intuitive eating. And obviously like I get what that means as a whole mm-hmm. approach, but I'm like, man, sometimes like my intuition just says chocolate. 
ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> in intuitive eating, I mean, really, it's a diet culture that's made some foods good and some foods bad. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, is chocolate really that bad? I don't think so. I think it's the mindset that we have around these foods that's so damaging. And I always say that we could eat a kilogram of chocolate or a kilogram of carrots. I know that one, they're both psychologically damaging if we overeat to that extent. Um, so I don't really label foods in any way. I like to keep food pretty neutral in that respect. So like, if we want to eat chocolate, then eat that chocolate definitely and enjoy it I know I definitely do on a daily basis like <laughs> chocolate is one of my five a day but I think it just it comes down to the kind of mindset behind it like are we eating for emotional reasons to try and numb out our feelings are we eating because we've had a bad day mm. you know what I mean and there's just so many different ways that we can take care of ourselves that don't necessarily involve food mm. and I think eating really starts to make you realize that yeah maybe I don't actually maybe eating a chocolate bar will actually serve me as well as having a nap or something you know yeah for sure you like a lot of what you just said resonates so much because I think it is all that self-talk that you have so you sit at home and you drink you eat your bar of chocolate or whatever and then you're like ah. I just ate that bar of chocolate. Now I can't eat for the rest of the day. Or now I've got to like go for like a 10 kilometer run to run this off and punish myself. And that's the damage, isn't it? Exactly. Definitely. It's all in our inner self talk for sure. Mm. And before, like we're saying, oh, we shouldn't be eating this during when we're eating it. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad and disgusting and so fat. I'm like a horrible person, terrible person for eating this chocolate bar. We're giving this food so much power. Mm. At the end of the day, food is just there to nourish us and to sustain us. And that is it. Mm. So I guess like the key with intuitive eating is like asking yourself, why am I eating it? I guess. And yeah and learning from curious about that yeah yeah and then what does it how does it serve me because yeah definitely absolutely and just making more informed choices I don't know about you but before I started intuitive eating I was just like if I eat whatever I want I'm just gonna have a diet of chocolate and like and that is it (laughs) and I worked with clients before. I always remember one of my first clients. She said, but if I eat what I want, Tally, I'm not going to be able to leave the house without <laughs> getting a coin to lift me out. <laughs> <laughs> and then she realized how quickly, just how wrong that whole kind of sentiment is. And that when we do eat what we want, and again, it's about tuning into our body and noticing what we want physically rather than just mentally. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, if I'm hungry, like getting that point where I'm really starving, all I'm going to want is chocolate. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's just because my mind is just screaming out for food and it just wants some quick fix. Mm-hmm. But um, when we really pay attention to what we want physically before we get to that hungry stage, <laughs> then it's actually really interesting to find out what we want. I mean, sometimes I have like, char grilled vegetables on toast for lunch you know just some random combinations yeah. but yeah it's just about what you really want yeah really and the joy in that too yeah definitely it's so free so liberating yeah 
so when you're eating and it's not like going, um, I should like, I guess I fluctuate. So for me, I'll be like super clean, really healthy, really like, Oh, what a good meal. <laughs> or what, like, you've done really yeah, well. Must be such a good person. And then, <laughs> and then obviously, like you say, you go through periods where, I might have something stressful that happens through the day and I'll automatically go for that meal or food that makes me feel good, whether it's hot chips or chocolate or whatever. Um, and then you start to saying, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Now it's only worse. Rah, rah, rah. It's really, yeah. yeah. It's really, think, sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, so I'm just going to say it's really interesting because you don't take that time to step into your body and ask yourself. You just kind of do it because it's there definitely definitely and it's just a quick fix and when we're feeling rubbish we want some kind of comfort mm. we look for this i don't know almost this kind of like idea of like comforting ourselves and sweeping our emotions away mm. uh, and yeah so many much of the time just managing those emotions and seeing oh i'm feeling sad or i'm feeling stressed what can i do to make myself feel better directly with that do it doesn't have to involve food yeah for sure do you think it comes from um childhood stuff too like when you're little and you're sad your parents might go oh here's a biscuit or here's like a lollipop or here's an ice cream let's go out and get ice cream because you're sad or something like that so then absolutely and it just stays with us throughout our adult life as well these kind of subliminal messages mm. uh, I mean, so many of my clients have this whole idea of, oh, I have to clear the plate. I have to have an empty plate. Otherwise, I'm a terrible person, starving kids in Africa, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and that's what we've been brought up with. Yeah. Before, are we serving ourselves if we're eating beyond what we want? Probably not. No, and you're not, that food's never going to those starving kids in Africa. Like, it's on your plate. <laughs> that's the reality of it that's something that i guess your parents must have said to you you got to eat that because yeah totally totally i think 90 percent of the people i work with have had that come up at some point yeah so yeah pretty big message it's pretty powerful what we're told as kids and how that kind of imprints itself on our behaviors as an adult mm. Mm. how have you felt that you've dealt with those things with you like in your relationship with food and your body oh it's been such a journey i've gone from the girl i actually lived in melbourne maybe about oh, yeah. 10 years yeah such a cool city but when i lived there my diet was literally fruit and sugar <laughs> and by sugar i mean i used to buy packs of marzipan or royal icing and that oh was yes <laughs> I love that icing Oh, it's the best. I think I had the fruit to balance out, so I must have got some vitamins and minerals. But oh my gosh, I always had such a bad relationship with food. I'd be like, oh, but I'm eating fruit. Why am I gaining weight? <laughs> <laughs> I would be really annoyed at myself because I was gaining weight and I'd spend hours just running on the treadmill and then come home and eat a pack of royal icing and wonder why I was gaining weight. <laughs> Especially when you say fat-free, because it's just sugar. Yeah. I know, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, a little bit since then. Um, 
I used to have such an emotional relationship with food. I used to just binge eat so much. And pre-moving to Australia, I would literally be able to eat a whole, like those giant tins of quality streets if I was having a bad day and I just wouldn't put on any weight. So it was never really a problem for me. Like emotionally, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm just eating a tin of quality streets. It's all good. But, and I didn't really see that this is psychologically and emotionally a problem because I didn't see it as physically a problem. So therefore it was all good. But yeah. um, by the time I moved to Oz, yeah, I started to put on weight a lot easier and that's when it became a problem like it is for so many people we mm. think oh I'm putting on weight this is the worst thing ever I mean it really isn't there's so much worse things out there in life but we attribute so much of our kind of value as a human being based on our weight and it's such a shame and so I started to diet pretty badly after that I was always on a diet or off a diet and it just has such a bad impact on my self-esteem my kind of my body confidence everything like that just the more I dieted the more I'd fall off the bandwagon even harder and just this miserable cycle so that's when I discovered intuitive eating yeah maybe about like eight nine years ago it was funnily enough I was looking for a link to find a hypnotherapist nutritional hypnotherapist in my area in the hope that she would put me off chocolate forever. <laughs> oh, chocolate, gross. <laughs> somehow, as fate would have it, I came across this article about intuitive eating instead and literally have not looked back since then. It has been a hell of a journey. It's changed everything for me in terms of my food, my relationship with myself as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been incredible. It is. It really is that relationship with yourself, isn't it? Because so many of us... So- like when you just said you base your self-worth off your weight or what size clothing you are and when you go up a size or whatever like that or you step on the scales and it is a different number than you were expecting it's always oh like you're fatty whatever you want to like whatever comes into your mind that talks to yourself or you pinch your fat on your body or whatever it is and it's so sad it's really really sad that we place so much of who we are on that exactly and we are so much more than that mm. one of my favorite yoga teachers Jules Mitchell she talks about our bodies being a meat sack and maybe it is not the most attractive analogy that we are so much more than our meat sacks you know we have feelings emotions we have personalities we have dreams you know it doesn't necessarily have to be all tied up in our that number on the scales that makes or breaks us we're just saying more worthy of everything than that. It's so funny because I tell I tell my babies like um, what happens when you die, like your body will go back to the earth. So this actually doesn't matter kind of thing all the time. But when you think of it, like it doesn't matter. Like it's not, it doesn't define who I am in any way, but I put so much definition on it because I'm exactly. taught to, I guess, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, society, especially for women and increasingly men, we have so much pressure. I mean, look at the media, magazines when we're younger, now it's social media, and it's just all telling us that we're not good enough, essentially. Yeah. We don't look good as we are already, so you better get to that gym, you better get on that diet that we're, put, we're, we're advertising because you are not good enough as you are. Yeah, for sure. And it's so sad because it is... 
it's not about what we well i guess it is about what you're eating to an extent but it's about why you're eating it and the thought that goes behind that exactly and that's my message that i want to get across to everybody it's not about what we're eating it's why and how we're eating it mm-hmm. oh, i love that so much it read like I just feel like I'm taking away so much from this. <laughs> I'm glad I can help. I just want to share this message with the world. So yeah. yeah, let alone everyone else. So if people work with you, I guess you then try and integrate yoga with intuitive eating and you just, I guess, like, do you try and work with men and women or whatever? Yeah. yeah. I have worked with a few guys. I'd say it's mostly women, but that's not my choosing. I'm, I work with anybody and everybody who wants, who want, who's ready to yeah. take these steps and make this change. But um, yeah, I have worked with a few guys and mostly women. And yeah, I just I work with people for generally normally about six months, and just because I think the longer you work with somebody in this modality, like the more likely you are going to make life long lasting changes that will change your life rather than just for a month or something yeah and then you go back to old habits so yeah and yeah i completely agree with like the length of time i know for me like with any course that i do or anything like that once it's kind of over you kind of stay in this buzzy bit for a little bit but then it can kind of slide away and if you're not constantly like doing something to keep looking for the next thing or whatever, then it just becomes nothing, doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because you're on to the next thing by then and you're just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Especially when something's so ingrained in you as body image and what you're eating is. Because it's something like that you're born with. It's something that comes from your, like, fam- the way you were brought up or your DNA or whatever you want to link it back to. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just about the messages we're given as kids as well. Like, oh, we can't eat that. That might keep putting weight, you know? We were told from a very early age that weight gain is bad. And, um, yeah, and it can it's just your life. It can, can like, it consumes so many of our lives, especially when we're young. And that's the time in our lives where we shouldn't give a crap, like, about no. that at all. <laughs> yeah you know it even i even know it from um hearing kids talk at school and what they say to each other or when they call kids fat who definitely are not fat they're just mm. different shaped to them or whatever it is um and you just think oh like i wish i could pull that poor kid away and say something um positive into their lives because that word fat is such a powerful word Um, i know and there's so much research going to i don't know if you've heard of haze help at every size yeah which is basically this whole movement that and there's a lot of research backing it up that it's not necessarily the size that we are that's the unhealthy aspects of us it's our lifestyle it's the way that we move but mm. i mean you can be obese and you can still be healthy mm. and you can be underweight and living on those packs of royal icing and quality streets and be unhealthy and i think that's what the people are missing i think yeah. that's what society is missing out on this message that 
that we have this misconception that fat equals unhealthy and it absolutely is not. For sure. Uh, and so it's taking back that power and there's so much movement going on on social media and different platforms that people are taking the power back for the word fat and saying, actually, yeah, I'm going to own this word and it doesn't mean anything and I'm who I am and I'm okay with that, you know? Exactly. And it is about being okay with the way you were born, with who you are, because we can't change those things. So there's no point trying to. It is just learning to love you for everything. I think so much, like, so I know for me, like so many times when I really think about it, I think, oh, should just be grateful that I have like all my fingers and my toes that I have like legs that move me and arms that can do a push up, <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> just breathe yeah. on your own. You can walk, you can think. And exactly. these are things I'm alive. I'm alive. Exactly. And how awesome is that? <laughs> oh, it's the best. Yeah. We yeah. lose sight of all of this when we're on this quest to change ourselves. But at the end of the day, if you're not happy with how you are now and you think once you get to this magical size or you've lost X amount of weight or you can do a push-up or anything like that, then everything's going to fall into place and you suddenly won't ever want to change again. But that mindset of constantly never feeling good enough and that desire for change kind of goes with you. Oh, it's what makes us human. It's that wanting to strive for something. So I guess for us as a human, as a species, it's concentrating on something that we can strive for that's positive for us instead of for others, instead of it being harmful towards us, like that weight goal, I want to fit into those genes or I want to do an inversion or whatever it is. Yeah, totally. Totally, yeah. because once we've reached our goal weight, it's still not going to be enough for us. And I guess, like, that, yeah, like nothing's wrong with having health goals or physical goals that you want to achieve. It's just asking yourself why. Yeah, yeah. where's that goal coming from? What's our intention with that goal? Is it damaging to us? Is it making us feel like shitty where we are right now? Exactly. Or- can is it going to be something that's going to be positive for us as we move along like do you feel good about ourselves now is this coming from a good place yeah that's a good place yeah totally yeah oh that's yeah perfect so what do you try and do as your daily i guess my because i guess for you even though you've been working with it so long do you still find you struggle with um body image or your eating or anything like that do you find that or I think, as you said, we are all humans. So as humans, we do strive. Occasionally, I'm talking maybe like one day a year, I'll be like, oh, I wish I perhaps had a little bit smaller hips, something like that. But I'm I'm so quick to pick up on this now. And I'm so quick to be like, oh, that's not a good thought. That's not helpful. That's not serving me. So how about I just accept where I am and love my body for how it is and just move on. Mm. Um, equally, yes, sometimes I do have stressful days and I tune in and I think about what will serve me and sometimes it is, a you know, like a ramekin of chocolate or a block <laughs> of chocolate or whatever I want to eat and I am totally okay with that. Yeah. Because if I know that there's nothing else that's going to help me, 
if chocolate is exactly what really will make me feel good right now, then I'm going to eat it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to beat myself up for it. That's just beautiful because it makes you realize that you can get to a place where you really can love your body. And I think for so many of us, there's so much about ourselves that we don't like. So it's so nice to know that you can love the different shapes of your body and love everything about it, irregardless of whether or not it's, I'm putting my little fingers up, like perfect or whatever, like what we're told it should look like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's what we tell on social media right now. If you have a waist that's like a one inch thick and then massive booty, massive hips, massive boobs, it's like... Oh. But and then, then muscles you, everywhere. <laughs> and I remember like I saw a thing, uh, I don't really read these magazines, so this is from ages ago. It would have been like a hairdressing salon or something. Yeah, but that yeah. Kim Kardashian was claiming mm. she weighed like 47 kilos, but her bum is that big. And I was like, how is that possible? That like, you're giving our girls this <laughs> way unrealistic. Like you must be the smallest, the shortest person in the world to have a bum like that and weigh that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and it's just an unhealthy message of putting out it's unrealistic like you say it's so unrealistic and they talk about like barbies being damaging and all that kind of stuff but that's the stuff that's damaging it's when people who have the power don't just live their truth like don't just go this is what i weigh and who cares because i look amazing like <laughs> so she sh- yeah, she shouldn't have to, no one should have to like pretend that they are different than what they are. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just so sad. As so many of these influencers on Instagram and things, they just have using this power to like, I don't know, just like all these slimming shakes and skinny teeth and everything like that. And so many people are falling for it because if these people have so much Hour look amazing they can photoshop their pictures and make their waist again look that inch thick yeah but is it actually realistic is it going to help people and that's what they need to get their mindset towards rather than oh how much money will this make me they need to think how much good am I bringing out to the world by doing this mm. and it's not a lot <laughs> no it's not and I think that's when like that we actually have the best thing about social media as the consumer has the control so mm-hmm. You just need to, like, I find for me, I just have to stop following people like that. Like, if I see that, I just have to not look at that. So, because, no, it's not true. It's the same with the advertising or with clothes or with whatever that comes up. It's going exactly like, I guess, what you're talking about with the intuitive eating. It's going, this isn't serving me. It's not making me actually feel good. Exactly, exactly. Unfollow, unsubscribe to yeah. the then that's how we change things because we have the power we're the consumer they don't actually have the power if we're not buying those products oh that is such a good point that is so true yeah absolutely so yeah it's just like for sure and I think that's what's so beautiful about what you do because you're putting that voice out there that's saying look at this, like, look at my body. It's beautiful. And so is yours. And this is how the most important relationship that you can have is with yourself and especially with your body as well, because we're human beings. We're meant to have a human experience. We're meant to love our bodies, like physically, sexually, everything about it. You're meant to just be like, I'm like, I'm here to enjoy this, not hate it. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. It's just about 
a good time through life and figuring out who you are. But I don't think who we are is just this meat sack, as much as I hate using that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> we are so much more than our bodies, and our bodies are there, as you say, to be enjoyed and to have a good time with. It's yeah. not about punishing ourselves and trying to make ourselves small. And it's, you consume so much of, I know for me, like my early teen, my late teens, especially in my early twenties consumed so much with having a certain image so I could attract a certain man into my life. Because oh, yeah. that was what you're meant to do is you're meant to just oh, find no. this boy or person that's going to save me. He's going to save me. Yeah. He's going to rescue me from whatever like troubles I have in my life, like the way I feel about myself or whatever else, once I've got him, that'll be it. Mm -hmm. That's such a fucking lie. (laughs) Why do you have to be these damsels in distress just waiting for someone to validate us? Like, hell no. No, no, no. And men like the chase, ladies. Men like the chase. (laughs) Men love the chase. Men love women who are empowered and feel good about themselves, are confident and feel just good. And love life. They don't want to save women the rest of their whole lives. That's not <laughs> nobody wants to spend the whole life trying to save somebody. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's so true because, like, when they complain too, most of the time they complain about women not being confident, whinging at them, nagging yeah. at them. Because so it's all that whole like, you make me happy. I don't like this. You fix it, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just pushing that on for ourselves and being like. I can just change this all through the way that I think. Yes, exactly. And really a good partnership, a good relationship as two people or however many people had to turn how you roll, yeah. trying to raise each other up and trying to support each other, okay. encourage each other. And it's not about trying to save somebody or trying to change somebody. No, it's holding that space for each other. To That's what love is. It's saying I see um, you for all of your flaw with all of your flaws or whatever you might think your imperfections and I still think you're absolutely beautiful and I'll hold this space for you to feel safe in I think that's what love is I totally agree I totally agree and it's just such a beautiful thing when you find it yeah Yeah. and I think you can find it with yourself I think that's where it first starts I think definitely how yeah. can you expect somebody else to love you if you don't love yourself, ultimately? Definitely. It begins yourself. It begins at home. It does. And having a partner to help, like, to hold that space and say, yeah, I love you. And if you don't love yourself, sure. Mm. But loving yourself is just the most important thing you can ever do. Mm. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with your body image. And that whole, like you said in the beginning, when you were talking about the beginning of your yoga journey, like you said, you didn't think you could do these things and all of a sudden when you realised you could, you were like, hang on, if I can do that, maybe I can do this and then maybe I can do that. And that's how it all starts to tick over, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a snowball effect, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just keeps gaining momentum and momentum and you start to say, oh, yeah, maybe I can take on the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can. Do you know, love myself. Maybe it begins there. Maybe it begins somewhere else. But yeah, you're just capable of everything if you put your mind to it. Mm, mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so, um, it's so true. It's that whole thing because 
I often will talk about with people um, endless the fact that your life has endless possibilities and all of the things that are in your that are in your way are due to your perception of those things and how you can change your perception because we can't necessarily control what's happening around us but Mm -hmm. what we can do is control the way we react we react to them so yeah it is Mm. Like these diminishes as we've been learning about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that holding us back that don't serve us. That's right. And maybe this body image, maybe it's something else. But if it's not serving you, lose it, let it go. And it takes it work mm. for sure. You don't just wake up one morning and go, oh, I love myself. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a work in progress for everybody. But. Yeah. Being on that journey, being committed to that journey, it's just so empowering. Oh, it's so empowering. And you start to actually see people for who they are and not just what you were taught to look at them for and all that kind of stuff. I know, um, like for me, it's been so eye-opening It to, just to see the areas in my life that I didn't realise where I was failing myself in, like where I was like, no, I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'm like oh no I don't and that's okay like (laughs) part of the journey it's not no one is like no one has everything under control like no one no yeah yeah and all social media ideals of like everyone living this perfect life but we're just seeing that snapshot we're just seeing that like curated part of their life we're not seeing the real thing so people put so much weight almost on like Mm how what other people's lives are like and how awesome they are and how our lives are in comparison but you lose that comparison and when you do when you focus on making your own life as great as you can that's when you start to really you know grow and expand and like live your life as you're meant to Mm, I think that's the beauty of it is that instead of looking at that person that you might put on a pedestal on social media and be saying to yourself I can't ever be that person. Like my life isn't like that, blah, blah, blah. It's saying, how can I feel the way that that person feels? What can I change in my life to bring more yeah. of that to me? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, how do you get to feel like that? I want to feel like that. And it's like, how can I change the thing? Instead of feeling that whole victim, I'll never have that it's that whole story too that life is hard and that things just don't go your way and you need to suck it up and deal with it and that's not true like that's crap (laughs) total crap and I think if we have that mindset then yeah we probably will live that life because Mm. you're you're you're, what your thoughts are is what you attract Mm. so if you think oh my life's really hard and every little thing that happens in your life that's hard you're going to make it huge and you're going to make it's going to use it to almost like validate your experience mm. and your mindset mm. yeah sure. so big and I remember when so I used to live in England and now I live in Scotland and it's colder <laughs> when I was first to say the least when I started out on social media I was like but I want to be like all these other girls taking yoga pictures on the beach but if I go to the beach in my bikini and do a wheel pose or whatever, I probably get a frostbite <laughs> and I remember this is one of the best conversations I ever had actually was my boyfriend saying to me 
well, why don't you just do your own version of yoga in your own environment? Why don't you just put on a woolly hat and a big thick coat and then go up a hill and do like dancer's pose on a mountain? <laughs> you know? It doesn't have to be this carbon copy of everybody no. That's right. It's so true. So, so true. Because you can look at these people and say, oh, well, I don't live there or I don't have that. And Or I used to look at people and be like, well, there's so many people with podcasts or there's so many people doing tarot or so many people doing whatever that they yeah. don't, the world doesn't need me. And instead of looking at it like that, it's like saying, where's my woolly hat and my jacket and I'm going to do it differently and rock it like Tali style. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And your podcast is amazing. You're holding so much great space with so many amazing people and thank you so much for inviting me to be one of them as well i loved it too yeah. <laughs> and it's about finding what your role is what can you bring as an individual and not try to be this carbon copy and i think what you said before about how how are they feeling how can i invoke more of what this person is feeling into my life i think that's just the best thing you can possibly do because mm. they so rather than oh, i can't do this say yeah. oh, how can yeah. I do this? yeah and i think it's about why you're doing it because i'm doing now what i do because i like to do it because i love it it's not and same with you like it's because you love it it's because it's changed your life and you're just trying to share that it's not because like I want a hundred million followers on whatever, like, and I'm not saying that I don't want that. I'm just saying that's not my <laughs> ultimate goal. My goal is doing it because I enjoy it. Like, and that's the first place it has to come from for sure. That's right. like the main place. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you love what you do, it does not feel like a job either, does it? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so every day you like wake up, it's like, oh, it's only eight o'clock. I'm going to take it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's that whole dream. It's that whole excitement. And it's the beauty of the technological world that we live in today that we are able to do that. Even if you still have to work your nine to five job, you have the ability to take time through the day to create something that brings joy to you and then might eventually bring joy to other people. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be Oprah. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be this huge thing. It's about impacting the person next door and the person down the road and the people in your community. And then from there, it's not, yeah, it's, it does not have to be your main bread and butter. It just has to be something you love and that lights you up and that you want to share with the world. Mm. Have you ever read um, Big Magic by... Yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I love that book. It's yeah. just... It, I love when she says, like, if this isn't what you... If you love this and you don't want to make it your main job because sometimes, yeah, that can take the joy out of it. But if you just love something so much and just do it just do it for its sake don't do it to make money or to get fame or to more, get more followers or anything like that just do it for the joy of it that's right and that's mm-hmm. i got goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> it's so right it's what are you it's what are you doing it for because at the end of your life it's about your fulfillment as a as a person it's that whole self-love self-care that then trickles out into the world and it isn't about like the money in your bank account or how much you weigh or what whatever like what car you drive or anything like that it's about that feeling and it's evoking that feeling into your life and then you watch and see what comes into your life from then because that's how people create big lives (laughs) 
exactly exactly yeah. and you're not going to be remembered by the number of pounds or kilograms you weigh when you're gone and you're just going to be remembered by the feelings that you helped other people feel and the experiences that you share together that's right oh that's pardon it's been Great. Oh no, I don't know what I was going to say. Something. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> it's so lovely to connect with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if Thank people want to follow you, oh no. If people want to follow you, um, check out your Instagram. I'll put all the details, to links to you in the notes um, for your website and Instagram. And if you're looking for someone even just inspirational to follow on Insta and just to fill your feed up with something different besides pictures that don't light you up, then definitely follow Tyler. She's like amazing. So yeah, so good. <laughs> even opposite sides of the world. And it's so good. <laughs> no, it's been so much fun. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this. It's been such a great way to start my morning. <laughs> oh, cool. I hope your day just, oh, <laughs> it'd be so good. <laughs> exactly. Oh, now. <laughs> Beautiful. Mwah. Much love. Mwah. Back to you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, just like I said before, such an incredible lady um has made a huge change in my life just from that conversation that we had feel so lucky that she gave me permission to forgive myself with when i the way i eat and when i eat things and to learn to love my body um and not compare it to anyone else's and just love it for the fact that it is beautiful it is nature it is amazing um and i really feel like we all need to get that message into ourselves and into our bodies and start to nurture ourselves and have more compassion for ourselves and just really love ourselves. And it's everything that Tale is all about. So please, I really encourage you to go and follow her. All the details, like I said, will be in the show notes to follow her Instagram or her website. Please feel, go and connect with her. And just she's just someone great to have in your feed that will just fill your feed with positiveness, um, self-love and self-care and she has grown so much during the Align Group like I have too. So if you're already not following Nikki, I really encourage you to go follow her as well. So beautiful. Upcoming in the new year to January 15th is my seven-day online immersion. It is completely free. It is an introduction to the 30-day immersion that's starting on the 30th of January. So please, if you're not already into the group for the 15th of January, it's free. There is no reason for you not to join. I really encourage you to DM me on Instagram and click or click the link in my bio to add you to the seven-day online immersion. It is going to be incredible. We're going to touch on so much. It will include seven days of online Facebook Lives. You will get added to a private Facebook group as well. Um, and we will talk about all things sacred. We will dive into cacao, meditation, manifestation, yoni work, lots of things. Um, so yeah, really encourage you to get on board with that. And then if you feel the call even more to really dive into your femininity, to really connect back to Gaia, to really commit to a sacred daily practice and see how that will change your life, please let me know. 
I would love to have you on board with the 30-day transformation. I would love to have you on board. We're going to dive really deep. We're going to open ourselves up like flowers and just really learn to blossom. And this year will be a powerful year for you. So please join. Once again, DM me, send me an email, emma at thesacred.com.au and we'll organize a call and we'll talk about what's going to happen on it and all that kind of stuff. There will be a retreat at the end as well. Um, I cannot wait to finish up the year with next week's guest. She is amazing and much love and lunar light to you all. Mwah.